You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks, along with nobody tonight. It's just me tonight. Uh, my name is Ryan. Welcome to Sarcastic Remarks. We are, this episode, this podcast, is the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that promo code. THPN next time you are there. Stars win by a final score of 4-2 to two today. Gave me a lot of scares, but nonetheless, they still win the game here tonight. Um, initial thoughts coming out of this game is thank the Lord goodness for power play and thank the Lord goodness for Wyatt Johnston. Um, the power play goes 3-4 for four on the night, which is fantastic. We have not seen the power play do that fantastic in quite a while. So it's good to see them get on there multiple, multiple times. And then also the second thing, and I put this on Twitter as soon as the game was over, Wyatt Johnson has officially arrived, ladies and gentlemen. He is the number two center behind Rope Hintz. No offense to Tyler Sagan, and I, I just think that that injury he has is still doing something with his confidence or he's just fully not there yet, and Wyatt Johnston is starting his rise in the NHL. So the kid's 19. It's ridiculous what he's doing. He is the first, he is the youngest player in Dallas Stars history to score in three consecutive games. He's a teenager. He's literally 10 years younger than I am, and that right now is making me feel really old. So um, let, let's just get straight here into the game tonight. Um, not big lineup changes at all. Actually, there are none. So it's the same lineup as Wednesday. And what was really interesting is that the Sagan line was actually the line that started the game tonight. It was Sagan along with Kiviranta and uh, Ty Delandria. I thought they played well. Um, I wasn't totally sold on them in the last game. I thought they did okay. But the game today, they definitely solidified themselves as a pretty solid line. They just can't score to save their life. So it is what it is, but maybe that line will stay intact and be the quote-unquote third line now, although all three lines tonight were pretty good. Um, but continuing on from there, there were two chances for the top line about a minute in. Caulfield would have a shot from beneath the red line. That kid is going to be absolutely excellent, and as a short dude, I love the kid. He's probably my favorite non-Dallas Stars player just because of the fact he's got so much talent and I know he said it was 5'7 on the broadcast tonight, but there's no way he's 5'7. He's got to be 5'6 or, or shorter. Um, Dallas would go on the penalty kill. Marchman would take a tripping call on Cole Caulfield. And Hoffman tries a couple of stuff attempts, and Otter makes a pretty good save, who, by the way, had a pretty good game tonight as well. And then Evans scores with two seconds left on the power play. They're the worst power play in the league. It's off the rush, and it somehow got through Lindell and Hockenpah. And... I just wrote that it was a lucky bounce, but you still got to be able to clear that out. It, it it was literally like they had this box in front of Ottinger, and somehow the puck was able to go straight through the box down the center of the 
zone for the Dallas Stars. I don't know how it got there, but it did. Evans with a good move. Montreal is up one to nothing at this point. At 12.38 of the first period, Johnston, who would begin hit another good game for him here, he was right on the doorstep of Allen. Allen makes a really good save there. Um, Evans tried to go around Suter. Puck goes wide, and it was because of that play, it was actually Delandry and Ben who turned over the puck. It was kind of a two-for-one kind of deal there. I think I, they sort of both kind of turned the puck over at the Ozone Blue line, and it led to a transition for the Montreal Canadiens. And let's just stop here for a second just to talk about that because I think the biggest difference in today's game, I was very, very upset with the way the Stars played recently in this game. And through the first 40 minutes and maybe even the first 45 minutes, honestly, they out-transitioned the Dallas Stars. Uh, Montreal was the better team overall, and we just got lucky that we got power plays and we happened to score on them. I think that was the difference in the game is that Montreal was just not able to get scoring chances off of the rush, and Dallas just took advantage on the power play. I think that was the biggest thing for me. So, and and we'll talk about that consistently through my notes here tonight. But, anyways, yeah, transition play there. Lots of faceoffs so uh, so far in the game. Ten minutes through the first period, Sagan line draws a power play. So the Sagan line was probably the f- best line in the game in the first period. Uh, Miro took a shot just wide, and then there was some chaos in front of Allen as he got knocked over, and Hoffman actually is the one who gets called for interference, though. So the Stars go on the power play. Now, in this first power play for the top unit, there was too much passing, in my opinion, and throughout the rest of the game, they fixed that. They definitely took more shots after that. There was a two-on-one Montreal shorthanded rush, and then Montreal would kill the power play from there. Uh, five minutes remaining in the period. There was a good rush chance by Dallas to set up a good move by Johnston. There was a not great shot by Sagan, but it was still a good rush chance, so I wrote it down. There is a almost bad pass by Riley Tufty, who we have not seen a lot of, especially as the game get dwindles in the final minutes. So we didn't see him in the third period in the last game or in this game very much. Um, I haven't looked at his ice time, but I'm, that's sure, I'm sure I'm going to look at that here towards the end of the episode tonight. Uh, three and a half minutes remaining. Sagan would take a shot. Kiviranta with the rebound, and I got my hopes up there because I said Kiviranta is going to score in the game. He does, but not the way I expected him to. <laughs> Shots are nine to eight. Dallas. Three minutes remaining in the first period. Hints gets high sticked. There's no call on the play, and it was Kovacevic who was the one who did it. So there's no call there, and I really thought there should have been. But at the end of the first period, Dallas is down one to nothing and i wrote down sagan line was really good but they gotta put the puck away in the next period they had a couple of chances but not really so they they just need to put it away they haven't been able to score on some of these chances they've had so we've had a lot of these low scoring games as of late so i don't know if that's a great thing or a bad thing or i i I don't know We'll, we'll see but going into the second period right off the bat caulfield has a good shot off of the transition, so there's more transitional play by the Montreal Canadiens. And then in the first minute and a half, I just wrote that Dallas just needs to dominate this more. That was the the word that kept coming to my mind was dominate. This is a team that they should have dominated tonight, and they didn't. The only way they dominated this game tonight was on the power play. And we're lucky that it was the Montreal Canadiens and not uh, Colorado or Boston or any of these other top 10 teams because – we would have lost the game tonight, honestly, if we had been playing one of those teams. 
A minute later, 17.36 remaining. Montreal scores again. It's Pezzetta scoring off of a two-on-one, again, on a transitional play. So that line is doing really good damage. No chance for Ottinger on that. The I forgot who it was who was back there on defense for the Stars, but he took away the pass, and it was just Pezzetta versus Otter, and he got he gets beat on that. It was a great shot. It went bar down. So a uh, great shot by Pezzetta there. And... 16:25. Robo has a wraparound chance, and then at this point, five minutes into the second period, I'm just completely hacked off. I'm, I this is what I wrote, uh, and because I don't know of another way to kind of put it into words, I wrote, "This is pathetic. The way they're playing is very pedestrian. They're losing puck battles, and they're getting outcompeted, and they're losing the transition game." And at this point, they didn't have all these power plays to try and get them back in the game, and they were getting outplayed. They were completely getting outplayed by the Montreal Canadiens. So I was extremely frustrated, and uh, my wife definitely could see that on my face as I walked in to uh, tell her how the game was going. 14-21, Otter keeps us in the game. It could have been 3 nothing, and he makes a big save on, I almost said Mike Evans. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Texas Aggie fans. Mike Evans does not play hockey. Jake Evans after a turnover, and it was Lindell who had the turnover. So not a good play by Lindell there, but Otter bails out Lindell on that particular play. Doc has a backdoor chance that was almost scored, and it's Johnston who played a perfect two-way game in today's game. He makes the defensive play on Doc, and it should have probably been 4 nothing at that point. But because of Otter and because of Johnston making the good defensive play, the Stars are only down by two instead of four. Lindell has a shot blocked by Gooley. It was a great defensive play by Gooley there. That looked like it hurt a lot. Uh, Hockenbaugh takes a shot from the point. I want to see Hockenbaugh shoot more. Miller, too, honestly. I want to see all the defensemen shooting more and more slap shots from both of those guys. Uh, Robo tries to clank it off of Allen with 10 minutes remaining. There's a good defensive play by Emiro on a two-on-two for Montreal about 20 seconds after that. The puck rolls just off of Hintz's stick. He was alone in front, and then Pavelski would also have a chance during that same shift. So, at that point, the Stars are playing a little bit better after getting kind of bailed out by Otter and by Johnston. Uh, seven minutes and 20 seconds remaining. I just wrote, Dallas just can't control the puck. So, on top of the transition play not being good by the Dallas Stars, they just can't control the puck cleanly in any of the three zones. Yeah, they were getting it out, but the reason why they were getting it out is, no offense to Montreal, it's it's Montreal. It's It's not a... High-octane offense, they've got Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield, and that's about it. Although, uh, shout-out to uh, Jake Evans in tonight's game. I thought he was the best Montreal Canadian in tonight's game. So going from there, Dallas would get a power play, and this is would be the beginning of the power plays for the Dallas Stars. And I honestly thought there were some missed calls by the refs that should have been called against Dallas, and I think we got lucky in tonight's game, honestly. During the power play, Robo would take a point shot, but there's no rebound. Allen just playing out of his mind, doing really, 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 really good. There's a redirect that hits the post, and Hintz would score. He'd get a power play goal. It's a redirection off of a Robo shot. Hopefully, that gets them going, and it wouldn't, but DeBoer starts the second line right after the goal. I thought that was noteworthy because I thought of how well that second line was doing in tonight's game. Dallas would go on the penalty kill. Hintz would get it for roughing. I don't know if it was really penalty, but nonetheless, that kind of 
screwed the Dallas Stars out of momentum, and they should have been able to get some momentum off of that goal, but they weren't able to because they took a really bad penalty at a really bad time, whether it was an actual penalty or not. Doesn't matter. During the uh, penalty kill, though, there's a Dallas three-on-two. It was a shorthanded chance. It was Glenn Denning, Hawkenpaw, and, and I can't remember the third guy. I think it's probably Delandria since normally Delandria plays with Glenn Denning, but nothing would come of that. No, uh, no goal there. Really good PK uh, defensive work by Lindell. Had to put that in there because of the bad turnover he had earlier. So a little bit of redemption for Lindell there. With 44 seconds remaining in the second period, shots are 22 to 16 Dallas. So Dallas was starting to take over that game. And I think the biggest turning point in this game tonight was that save by Ottinger in the second period on Jake Evans. So we get to that point and that goes in. This game is three nothing. And I think the stars probably lose this game, regardless of if they get all these power plays here in the third period. At the end of the second period, my thoughts were they just need to come out in the third like I expected them to come out in the second, and they didn't. They absolutely 100% did not come out in the second period like I thought they would. So maybe they come out better in the third period, but sort of kind of not. And I just said they just need more, and I, I didn't put anything specific. But, I mean, more ozone pressure, more speed, more winning puck battles, more urgency, more transitional clean plays. I mean, just more everything. And they're lucky that they're actually in this game because they shouldn't have been. Hey, hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Right at the beginning of the third, there's some foreshadowing done by the broadcast team, which they, they're they one of the best broadcast teams in the NHL, by the way. We just should just point that out. And they said, hey, why doesn't why why not put money on Johnston if you're gambling to get the game-tying goal or the game-winning goal? Huh, some foreshadowing again, like I said. Um, Dallas would get a power play right off the bat. I think it was high-sticking by, and I, I, I did, forgot who it was, but I didn't write it down. Ben would have a shot. Allen would make a great save on that. And then Hintz would do it again. Second verse, same as the first. Tip from Robo, and it's a power play goal. It's 2-2. Two to two. Dallas does not deserve to be tied at this point, in my opinion. Montreal was the better team through the first 40 minutes, and I was just frustrated with them. At this point, I'm just happy that the game's tied. And I'm thinking, okay, let's see another third period comeback. Robo gets double-shifted with that fourth line with Foxa and Glenn Dennings instead of Tufty, so Tufty not on that fourth line. I don't know if that was really because Tufty was playing bad or if Robo just deserved to get double shifted there because he had a really good game tonight. And no offense to Tufty, I haven't really seen much from him that warrants him staying in the staying in the lineup. Uh, I mean, 
Well, well, we'll talk about that at the end of tonight's episode. There's a lot of thoughts going there. But anyway, continuing on, four minutes into the period, and Josh Anderson has a shot that goes just wide, and it was Suter who, get, who got caught at the D-zone blue line. So not a good play by Suter there. Hoffman gets around Miro, which I wrote was really hard to do. And he tried to get it to Caulfield. Nothing would come of that. Two chances for the Ben line. I guess I should start calling it the Wyatt Johnson line instead. Dallas will go on the power play. Weidman for delay a game. I didn't think it was really a penalty. In live time, it looked like it was. But looking at the, the uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of the word, the replays, it was definitely not a penalty in my opinion because he got shoved by Glenn Denning and then the net came off. But I don't know. Let me know what y'all think. Evans has been the best player from Montreal at this point. I wrote that with 12 minutes remaining. Uh, 11 and a half minutes remaining in the period. Otter makes a, the first save of the third period. So at, at this point, I thought it was noteworthy to, to take a look at the shots. The shots are 30 to 17 Dallas at this point. So yeah, yeah. Dallas is starting to take over this game. They're lucky. It's because they're getting all of these power plays. There was a really good D-zone shift by Mr. Kovacevic. He makes four great D-zone plays after two Montreal turnovers, and Dallas just can't do anything with it. They can't get any shots, any chances, anything on five-on-five. On five. Nine minutes remaining. Pavelski would have a tip. It goes the other way. It's a three-on-two for Montreal, and Armia bounces the puck towards Otter. That's about as much he could, as he could get on that. Weidman takes a slap shot that looked like he was hacked off for taking that penalty earlier that wasn't really a penalty. Six and a half minutes remaining. Dallas goes on the power play again. This one is Pezzetta for tripping. And I'm hoping, like, please, hockey gods, give it, give this to us. We don't deserve to win this game, but you're giving us all these power plays. We need to take advantage of this, even though we already have two. Allen makes a save, and again, no rebound. Robo with the shot from the point. Again, Shout out to Jake Allen for having a great game. He gave his team every last opportunity to win this game. And then Johnston with the goal. He scores on his own rebound after some great work down deep. And of all people, of all people to be doing really well down deep, it's Ryan Suter. Ryan Suter, 100% was the catalyst on that goal. And as much crap as we have been giving him, especially me on this podcast, a lot of times I've been behind him. A lot of times I've been, you know, kind of criticizing him. You have to give him credit for that play. Yes, Wyatt Johnson is the one that gets the goal. But without Ryan Suter going down there deep, winning the puck battle, the the pass that he makes in the high slot to Johnston, they don't win this game if it's not that play by Ryan Suter. So... The power play goal, and like I said already at the beginning of the episode, the youngest player in Dallas Stars history to score in three consecutive games. Hopefully he can get this going. Suzuki can't get much on Otter on a semi-breakaway, three and a half minutes remaining. Hintz gets a breakaway. He gets denied by Allen. Again, Jake Allen just playing absolutely fantastic. Montreal gets the, uh, Montreal gets the empty net. Montreal takes Allen. There's an empty net for Montreal. Three missed bids by the Dallas Stars to hit the empty net, and then finally Kiviranta. Not the way I expected him to score, but he 100% deserves this goal. He gets the empty net goal, and it's actually Sagan who forces the turnover that allows Kiviranta to get the goal. Stars win 4-2. Overall, my thoughts on this game, kind of what happened. Obviously, Otter with that really big play. 
in the second period about halfway through on uh, Jake. I almost said it again. I almost said Mike Evans again. Jake Evans, without that play, none of the other stuff could have happened. But you also have to look at the way that the power play came through in tonight's game. That's another thing that came through for the Dallas Stars in tonight's game was three power play goals going three for four on the power play. Absolutely fantastic. And both units are actually starting to look fantastic for the Dallas Stars. It's not just the first line, uh, the first power play unit that's getting all these goals with Ben and the first line and Miro. That second power play unit with Lundqvist and Suter actually was, I mean, he got a power play point tonight, which he hasn't had many in this season, but he does it tonight. Wyatt Johnston on that as well. Sagan on that as well. I forget the fifth person on that. But anyways, power play getting it done for the Dallas Stars tonight. And then, obviously, you got to talk about Wyatt Johnston. He is absolutely starting to get that confidence going. I said it at the beginning of the season during the offseason. I said, of the big three prospects, talking about Bork, Johnston, and Stankoven, he needed to be in the lineup. There was nothing else he could have done at the junior hockey level in Canada in order to get some more development going. He was ready. He was 100% ready. And when you look at this game in particular, this game in particular is exactly the reason why he was ready. He makes two plays in this game that defines the game. The first one, back in the second period, right after Otter makes that save on Evans. I'm trying to remember who he made that play on. I think it was Doc. Yes, it was It was a backdoor play by Doc who almost scored. Johnson had the defensive zone play there. And then he goes and he scores on the second power play unit to put the Stars ahead 3-2. to two. I mean, you don't have him tonight. This game is a lot worse. I mean, lots of... In, I, we talked about last game that there was a lot of individual mistakes that were made. In this game, there was, some, there was no individual mistakes made. It was just a general team not playing well. And then a couple of individuals really stepped up tonight. You got to give it to Otter. You got to give it to Johnston. You got to give it to Suter. There was a lot of other individuals that I'm not thinking about right now that probably deserve some more recognition. I'll go ahead and bring this one up because dad uh, saying it. Hakapa played good the whole game today. I noticed him making plays even when the team as a whole were playing poorly the first half of the game. Yes, he played a really good game tonight, and he deserves some credit as well. Uh, Talek Lizzie saying, Suter has been playing better the past few games, in my opinion. Definitely 100% agree with that. Um, here in a second, if you want to call in, it's been a couple of episodes since we've accepted call-ins, but I'm going to do my biggest winner and biggest loser here tonight. And then we'll take some calls. If you want to be live here on the show, you can call 214-586-0102. 214-586-0102. I'll take some calls here in a second, right after I do biggest winner and biggest loser. Biggest winner tonight, obviously, I got to give it to two people, kind of like I mentioned. Wyatt Johnston, who is coming into his own. He is now officially the star's best, second best center iceman on the team. Again, no offense to Sagan. Sagan is playing very, I don't want to say bad. He's not playing bad. He He's playing very oh, consistently. That's the word I was thinking of. Consistently, just not at the production level that I think a lot of us really wanted him to. And he hasn't led a line. If you go and read Saad Youssef's article, it's really, really good. He, he talks about how 
Pete DeBoer is expecting Sagan to kind of lead a line. So we need to see that from Tyler Sagan. And if he can do that with these three lines the way they are, especially the top three lines, absolutely, this is the way that it should be. They need to play better overall as a team. But yeah, if Sagan just needs to get it going. Um, and I'll slightly give him the biggest loser tonight, even though he played well. I know he played really well tonight, but I just I just don't think that he is really leading the line and he needs to be leading a line. So I'll give him the biggest loser tonight. If I had to give a second biggest loser tonight, it'd probably be to Essa Lindell, who had a couple of bad turnovers tonight. But again, you know, the Dallas Stars pull out the win. Four to two. It could have been a lot worse. I was really hacked off halfway through the game. I They needed to dominate this game, and they didn't. I know it looks like they did, but they really didn't. So, anyways, uh, let's go to the phone lines. I think I know who this is. <laughs> but, uh, hello, this is Ryan. You're on live on StarCast Circa Marks. What, what, what do you want to talk about tonight? Uh, who do you think this is? Wait a second. Is this Chris? No, this is no, oh, this, this is, is Zach. Zach. <laughs> God, dang it, Zach. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, no, Zach. You're good. Anyways, um, how are you doing? How are you doing? We, we're we're doing good. I'm actually here at the house. Um, me and uh, yeah, me and Dad just wanted to say you were wrong um, about the the penalty specifically. Um, the uh, uh, Weidman penalty. Where the delay a game call. Yeah, when he was pushed, he was pushed. But that net came came off real easy for how hard for how lightly he was pushed in the net. You have to lift up on the net to get that off the off the peg like that. And and that's fair. I I think there was a little bit of that too. I, I think Chris Weidman knew what he was doing, but he definitely did get shoved pretty well by Glenn Denning there. But I, I think we can both I, be I think right. He was, I think he was trying to draw it. Yeah, he was trying to sell it, but I think it was definitely a penalty at the end. It's funny because uh, as I. I didn't get here to Farmersville until like the about five minutes into the third, and uh, and they just looked great from everything I watched. So I don't know what y'all are complaining about here the first two periods. I thought they just looked good. Um, I did notice Haskinen kind of made a couple if he plays again today um, in the third period that I was a little bit surprised about. That's a really good talking point, Zach. Actually, I, I probably should have mentioned that, and that's something that's been kind of going along over the past couple of weeks. Um, my only thing I can think of is that he's just getting overplayed a little bit, I think. And it's because there's no one else really on the Stars blue line that can really make those plays. I, I, I think that Lundqvist could probably get there, but I think he's just getting overplayed. And I also think that he is still fighting something minor injury-wise. Um, he's still playing fantastic, but you're right. He, he's been making a lot of he's been making a lot of turnovers here lately. That I'm just like, I mean, he cost us the game. Chris, Chris, and James were very critical of him in the last game that he kind of cost them the game. But I think he deserves a lot of leeway considering everything that he's done for the Dallas Stars. But yeah. you're 100 yeah. percent right about I that. Mean yeah, I, I obviously I'm not here to to completely bash on. It's just something I noticed. Um, he's still, I still, my favorite jersey is his, and it will continue to continue to be my favorite jersey for a long time. So I'm excited for that. It's just something I noticed, and then um, just uh, hopefully this nice three day break will get him back, get him back on his feet and going again. So 
Uh, that's really all I had. Well, Zach, thanks. Appreciate you. And uh, as always, that was a really good uh, comment by him about uh, Mira Haskin. And that, that's definitely going to be a talking point. We're probably going to do a episode on Sunday night, so on Christmas night, and just as just for fun. And we'll we'll do some more fun stuff rather than just actual hockey talk. But we will talk some hockey as well. Me, Chris, and James. So uh, Zach, he hung up on me. Yeah, I got other people that are trying to call in. Um, it, I think I just missed another number. So if, if you want to call in the person that just called, I know I missed your call. I'm sorry, but call back in and I'll, I'll take your call. Um, just to talk about, uh, Miro just for a little bit longer. Well, while I hope that that other person calls back, he has had some issues lately. Oh, there's the call. I'll get call her one second. I'll get to you in just a second. Um, he has had some iffy turnovers over the last couple of games. And like we mentioned, he, he was probably the reason why the stars lost the game against, uh, the game on, I can't even remember who we played the last game, but you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. And he's just made some iffy turnovers and it's, I'm a lot of people are kind of scared to kind of point him out because he's so good and they're afraid to get backlash on social media because Miro basically is the face of the franchise at this point. He's the next captain of the Dallas Stars, no doubt, in my opinion. But anyway, uh, let's get to the, our next caller. Uh, caller, what's your name and what do you want to talk about? Hey, Ryan, this is Brandon from uh, Dallas. How you doing tonight? Hey, Brandon, how's it going, man? What do you want to talk about? Uh, good. First off, I know Ardell's in the comment section. Huzzah on the win. Uh, <laughs> I'll steal that from you, brother. But you were talking about fair in the third period we were at the game and you're right he was kind of not noticeable he didn't have really good shifts so with Guriano being out for his family reasons who do we call up if we take if we send Tufty uh, back down to Texas I'm thinking do we call up Blue Mel again do we maybe bring student each back or uh, Carlstrom somebody who do you think that's a really good question honestly um, because right now and a lot of people have talked about this actually is like we i would like to see a cycle of cp guys uh, aka cedar park guys from the ahl kind of come up here and get a chance because we've seen a little bit of blue mail he kind of didn't really work out with sagan and marchment but i think that we have a new second line with marchment alongside ben and johnston and i think johnston has solidified himself as a top six forward now and i think going forward he's going to get more minutes um as for a specific person i'm I'm kind of looking at bork right now i i, I know that he hasn't had a fantastic season down in the in the ahl but i'd like to see him and maybe get blue mail back up here and give him another shot but there are so many other options down there in the ahl that i'd like to see is there someone specific that you were thinking brandon uh, like I said, I was thinking, you know, student each. We saw him last season. He was doing okay. And then we sent him back down at the start. And I was questioning, like, hey, why are we bringing up Wyatt Johnston right now? But I'm so, so happy to be wrong. He has been phenomenal these last few games. And, and uh, yeah, they, they put the stat up on the big board tonight saying, you know, first first player in Stars – or youngest player in Stars history to have three consecutive uh, – goals in a, in a game he's 19 dude and and <laughs> it's crazy to see that um 
especially for someone as young as he is. And, and it gives me great hope for the future thinking, you know, like you said, Bork would be great. Um, I know Stan Coven's doing great right now and uh, where he's at in, uh, uh, I think the, what is it? The uh, WHL or, or whatever he's in, but I, I would really like to see student each get another chance up here. Blue Mel, uh, he looked great when we saw him play down in Cedar park. So I, I, I've got big hopes for him, but really, man, I'm, I'm just kind of stuck on student each and I don't know why. And it's interesting. Student each might be a, a decent option because of the speed that he possesses. Um, I, I think he probably needs to deserve needs to be deserved. He, I think he deserves a shot. Um, I'm pulling up cat friendly here because there's so many players that I know I'm not thinking of that could be pulled up. Um, yeah, Blumel, Bork is there. Uh, another player that we haven't really mentioned a lot lately just because he kind of got sent down, and I, I think it's just because DeBoer didn't really like him, but Peterson. Maybe Peterson, oh, yeah. needs, Peterson needs a uh, a second wave back up at the NHL level, and he's been playing well down in the AHL, so maybe he deserves an yeah. option to come back and play with Sagan. Uh, that would be interesting as well. Um, who else have we got? Oscar Basque? Uh, back, I, I think he might deserve an option. Uh, another player, Riley Damiani, who's been kind of up and down oh, yeah. the past couple of years. So maybe him, and then you mentioned Karlstrom as well. So maybe that could be a option to to bring up and play. With. I mean, it's it's somebody that needs to play with Sagan. I think Kivi Ranta yeah. needs to play with Sagan, and then somebody else on that side over there needs to play with Sagan. Otherwise, I think this this lineup looks pretty solid. Uh, yep, yeah, gotta totally agree. Well, I'll hang up and I'll keep listening. Um, GG. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate you, man, for calling in. And uh, thank you guys for calling in. This makes it a little bit more interesting for me, especially too, since I'm all by myself here tonight. Um, I'll, I'll give it a couple more minutes just to allow for some of you who want to call in and maybe talk about something else that we haven't talked about yet. Um, once again, I just do want to mention about. Uh, Dennis Garyanoff, and hopefully everything is okay with him. I hate being all speculative and everything, but ever since he kind of was basically threatened by uh, the Russian government to kind of be put into military service with the Russian army, I've been very iffy about uh, him. And maybe it's just a family issue, which either way, it's it's not great. But uh, our prayers... And all of our thoughts are, are with him and his family right now. And especially this time of year, it, it probably really sucks uh, when with the holidays around and, you know, being able to spend time with family. And maybe that's not the issue for uh, maybe that's not the issue for Dennis Garyanov, but uh, we're hoping and praying for him. Well, I'm not seeing any more calls on the line, so I guess we'll go ahead and close it off here for the evening we will be back with you guys on sunday evening to talk hockey we'll talk christmas a little bit and it's going to be an extended one hour episode since we missed it on wednesday uh i'll tell you the whole story on sunday about why we weren't able to do an episode yesterday originally we were going to do it yesterday and then I'll, I'll just throw a short little disclaimer walmart screwed everything up so i'll tell you the story if you haven't seen it on social media and i'll tell that on sunday but Anyways, uh, please go and check out StarcasticRemarks.com. It's our brand new website. We've got all sorts of blog posts up there, 
Chris did about five last week. So I've been kind of holding off on saving, saving some of my thoughts because he had a bunch of thoughts there. Go and check him out. One of them is actually about Sagan. So go and check out that Sagan blog post. And again, thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Thank all of you for calling in and letting us know your thoughts on tonight's game. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. And my name is Ryan, and we hope you have a good, fantastic evening, morning, whenever you guys are listening. Since Chris is not here, I'll go ahead and say it for you. GG, boys. We'll see you on Sunday.